3: or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
0: The Sports Betting Network just enjoying Michael enjoying the daily talk shows. See, yes, this is this is yes, the juice. I this is it. the juice I don't get without Michael Lombardi in oh, studio, where we I look up it. and some of the questions. Will Jameis become a franchise quarterback? I know that titillated you, Michael Lombardi. Oh my
4: God, he's never been one. Why is he going to be one now? I mean, like seriously, he's a franchise turnover machine, and maybe Sean can cut down on some of those turnovers, but. Will he be a franchise quarterback? Like who comes up with this? Is this what they teach at Syracuse? Mm-hmm. Like let's let's get the most absurd broadcast question broadcast you, Syracuse. Yeah, let's get the most absurd question and ask about it. But uh, that's what I missed last you know, when we were in the book. Well, at Borgata, I could be able to watch all the pregame shows, you know, and I could text all the people and make fun of them, you know, and send it to them. So, you know, get my man Phil Sims, give him some crap when he's over there doing stuff. I love it. But, uh, no, will, franti- will he be a franchise quarterback? What's your answer to that, Patrick?
0: Well, may I first say – Good morning. Good morning to you too. Uh, great job uh, on the network today uh, with the boys in the morning. I want to say this quickly as we set the table. We had the table set for us last night with the visionaries of Veasan, Michelle Musburger, Brian Musburger, yeah. and Bill Ad. And I'll get to the whole Millie conversation later because if you didn't notice, we were having our own thing going on there, <laughs> I which, I, that, which yeah. I appreciated getting my ch- my chance to hang with the queen. That's not Beyonce, it's Millie. Yeah. Uh, but we, I should say, it's a huge thank you. What a great dinner last it was awesome. night. With, and all kidding aside, so Michelle and Brian and Bill were awesome. You know, I don't think I, I think there's
4: not a lot of people that really know the success story of Veasan it was from great the to Musburger hear it. family and through Bill Ad and all that. I think it was really it, it, it's a powerful tale of, of of persistence, vision, you know, and the willingness, courage, to c- courage, yeah. Uh, and, and that's what usually happens. And to, to now, as we move forward uh, into our DraftKings. Uh, relationship, and we continue as betting becomes more popular in this country. I mean, look, I was telling Ben yesterday, I mean, think about it. Jersey is outspending Vegas and Nevada
0: on betting. It's really remarkable. And we're just on the tip of the iceberg. The numbers are absolutely absurd and by the way we will say DraftKings if you're paying attention you got a lot of props at the table last night we appreciate you DraftKings no and the one thing I, as we get into the quarterback conversation sometimes you just have to jump and figure it out I, I love the story of visen and they do deserve so much credit but Michael just came like kind of tried things out didn't work tried things out and here we are today we it was are. it was really cool to, and I appreciate it and I think we're seeing the shift and you can just feel it you know when I when I first started I, I
4: I had gotten fired at Philadelphia after a draft. Not that I was bitter. We drafted Trey Thomas, traded for Hugh Douglas, Alan Rossum, Brandon. We drafted like six starters, and I got fired. Not that I'm bitter about that. I wasn't really. Okay? And so then I went to work with CBS, and when I was at CBS, Jim Nance became a really close friend, and he would say to me all the time, you need to go back in the archives and watch the Greek. Just watch the Greek. And... Because this is, now this, Patrick, this is 97. Yeah. Okay. And he said because the Greek was so popular at CBS because he would give out so many tip picks. But, you know, he had that, you know, he would do three in them on his radio show and yeah. the opposite three on his TV show. So he was never wrong to bet on who listened to him. <laughs> but the, the point here is, is from 97 to where we are today, the explosion of this has gone from behind the scenes to those cards. And, you know, oh, it's a little bit tainted to now we're talking about strictly a business of sports betting, which we as Betting Network can help you hopefully make some money.
0: Yeah, the association of, you know, somehow it being uh, shady or unsavory has completely been eschewed. And he was ahead of his time. Brent Musburger, to be fair, was so ahead of his time with all of this and studio shows and talking about the betting and understanding that it was going to become something. You just mentioned the jersey numbers. They're expecting... Tens of billions of more money to be bet across the country this football season. Tens of billions no more doubt. than's ever been wagered on a football game as things start to, as the proliferation of sports betting and Visen has been at the forefront of it and getting a name like, what, not to embarrass the big guy here. But getting a name like Michael Lombardi on board and being completely all in, and Millie let me know as well, all in with v uh was huge for everybody. And away we go. It's a rocket ship, man. It really is. But, you know, it's funny. Everybody asks me, like, how do you do with the betting and all
4: that? A, I don't bet. So that's pretty easy. But all I've done is with this network is basically the same thing that I did in the NFL, which is basically when you're a personnel director in the NFL, you're handicapping teams. Absolutely. You're handicapping your team and you're handicapping the opponent. Right, so like, tell me what's the difference? Like, there is really no difference, and so you know, every week was a different matchup, and I think that's the biggest mistake we all make, me included, is that we
0: think from one week to the next week it's going to stay consistent when it's always the matchup. Same thing, personnel gambles, gambles on call playing calls, hires, and and then when you sit down with the tape and you get ready for the week and you start to scout, uh, that you're handicapping the whole time.
4: Exactly, that's all you're doing is you're basically putting together a portfolio of how these teams are what they need and how they match up to the opponent team. So uh, yeah, I think it's it's and it's only going to get better cuz we have more data and as the week goes on, I think less noise will be more beneficial to all of us.
0: 1000%. And as I was driving home last night, I told you that was my first time to dinner in 2 years. And then I started thinking cuz it's almost like since we hadn't met but we've met, it's like it's like an old friend. It's, yeah. I feel comfortable with you. And then I'm driving home and I'm going to be all by myself when you you guys are going to leave on Sunday, I'm going to be singing with Steph all by myself.
4: <laughs> yeah, we're going to be in there. I mean, we got a guy back in New Jersey who's going to lose his mind if we don't get back there now. You know, he's in my office trying to
0: figure out how to turn on the machine. <laughs> he's, take, he's taking selfies with your chair, by the way. <laughs> I mean, like, Shout to Bill Berman. All right, so we've got one, two, three, four. My Lions tonight, of course, preseason. Oh, yeah. So ex- and then we'll get to Jameis, the news. Jameis has been named a starter. We've got some news to get into as we open up a Friday edition of the Lombardi Line here on VC. The preseason as we get underway with week three, expectations, Michael Lombardi, as to the approach?
4: Well, I think we're going to stay pretty much status quo on the approach. I mean, the Colts have a lot of guys on on COVID. I saw Quentin Nelson just went on COVID. Uh, You know, so they've got to work through some injuries. And Nelson's still with the foot injury, but now he has COVID. Uh, You know, I think Philly and the Jets will be a little bit of a a typical game four preseason game. It doesn't sound like Philly's going to play anybody, nor are the Jets. Pittsburgh yeah. has already said Hastings, uh, Haskins is going to be the quarterback. I don't think Carolina's going to play their guys. So this is going to be a little – now, Andy Reid's been playing his guys in the preseason. I think Mike Zimmer has played something – not Cousins, but he's played his other guys. Yeah. So, I mean, other than – I think the two-game – the, the minnesota Kansas City game could be a little bit more interesting, but – it all depends on how this the, how the coaches want to handle it and they have the two weeks off. I thought week 3 would be more of a let's get really ready to rumble game because we got two weeks to get ready. Yeah. But I think there's also some concern. Remember, we're going from 80 players to 53. And if you start to lose too many of those guys and they have to end up on injured reserve because you played them too much in these games, it becomes a problem. We're going to
0: 53 what on the 31st? Yeah. And those—that's the hard cut, right? I mean, we talked that's about that. That's where it starts to get. I can't even imagine. Yeah. And but that's also—it's going to be the first time where you're
4: going to have two weeks to set your practice squad. Hmm. So there's going to be a lot of movement in the league. I think from the time the final cuts are made on the thirty-first. Until the, the September 12th or the September 9th kickoff date, depending on team t- Tampa and Dallas, and then
0: we start the weekend. I think there'll be a lot of behind-the-scenes movement in that area. Okay. To your point, these numbers, and you're not going to see movement like this in the regular season because of the news driving these numbers. But Indy, Detroit tonight, open Indy Lane four. Michael said it. Everybody's COVID. Everybody's out. So that's been bet down to Indy Lane two. A total actually jumped, Michael, up to 33 and a half from a 31 shocking. and a half opener, which is shocking. to to me as well. You mentioned Philly and the Jets. The Jets open four. The Jets are all the way up to five and a half. Yeah, thirty-four on the total. I think, you know, when you look at this, when you look at the – let's go
4: back to the Colt-Lions game. Like, all right. Like, that total, I don't know why it would rise because I think both teams are going to try to run the clock, reduce the game, and get the hell out of there. You know, at 33-and-a-half, if you played the under, what are we looking at? A 20-10 to game? Yeah. 17-14, you know, 17-14 is 31. I, I, I'd be surprised if both teams really come out trying. To, I think this is going to be a run the ball, get that clock moving. I mean, I know from being in the league, I mean, typically game four of the preseason, all you wanted to do was keep that clock moving. Right. So I, I would be a little bit more reticent to think it's going to be a um, – a, 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 an under type, I think those are still the best ways to play it. The under is still the best way to go in these games.
0: Yeah, this feels like an Eaton kneecap matchup with Dan Campbell, <laughs> where, where, you, where you start to shut it down and we start munching kneecaps, yeah. and we're not exactly explosive and opening. Oh, up. I, had what, about, I, uh, I, sh- I had a great story. We're not June Jones over
4: here. Can I? I had a great story. Somebody from the league called me up today, and and our our you, you know your assistant head coach, Mister Spielman. Thank you. You know, a, a newspaper guy. Put some respect on his put name. Put some too. respect on his name. A newspaper guy came through and. Of course, naturally, Mr. Spielman said, "I'd love to spend some time with him. And so, of course, when the when the guy went out on the field, uh, Spielman's over there coaching the linebackers on hand usage. So, as a Detroit fan, you got to feel really good about it. Your, your your guy is going to be coaching that up. So, well, don't do worry you, about do it. You,
2: you
0: do realize that the the Lions are getting hammered in the great state of Michigan, the Great Lakes state, which is gorgeous, by the way. Hemingway used to write up in the Upper Peninsula. No big deal. Did he really? It, I did not the know upper that. Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And, you know, Mackinac and all oh, that. Yeah. Anyway, it's gorgeous up north. I, I digress. I, I think Spielman is, and what we're referencing is, Spielman has a role. I don't even know what his, his the role is. But he's basically puppeteering Dan Campbell. This is happening more and more, where you mention it with Philly, where the front office is essentially just puppeteering. It happens with the Yankees as well, Cashman and Boone. Yeah. I mean, this is well, the meddling of the front office. We, we call this collaboration, but there's
4: really no collaboration. It's trying to figure out who's really ultimately in charge. and. Right. No Nobody can. It's really plausible deniability hidden as collaboration. But, look, let's face it. I I think the Lions – at the end of this year, we're going to sit there and say, like, really, what have we done? Where, what are we going? Now he's got a six-year contract, so certainly he's going to be back next year. But where, what is the foundation he's trying to lay for this team as you move forward? Especially if, when Jared Goff's cap number goes up next year for them, I mean, are, are this, this is where we're going. We're we going to go with Jared Goff. Brad Holmes, the general manager, you know, dra- was there when they drafted Goff. Look, we know Goff. They finally got tired of Goff at the Rams. They finally figured out that they can't
0: do any more for Goff. When will The Lions figure that out. Well, and also with the Spielman thing, and then I'll move on. Why not drop the pretense? If you want to coach, coach, but don't don't muddy the waters. This is, I mean, Campbell made reference of it when he was hired that they wanted Matt Campbell, and as you know, as you told me, Matt Campbell didn't take the job with the Lions, the uh, Iowa State head coach, because he didn't want to be meddled upon by Chris Spielman. Well, Well, I don't think people understand that, Patrick. I don't think when you're a college head coach, you run
4: your entire program. You're the personnel yes. director. You're the general manager. You're the personnel director. You pick the players. You know nobody comes in and tells you who to play. There's less influence and interference. And so Matt Campbell, even though the Big Twelve's kind of messed up right now, but he yeah. has a better job at Iowa State than the Detroit Lions. And you know what? The money is is fairly He's similar.
0: Paid, man, it's fairly similar. He's getting paid. So expectations. And you said it with Urban Meyer. This is going to be a reality check for urban Meyer with Jacksonville where you saw him on the sideline. Now he always had that consternation that look on his face, even in college, but a completely different game where he's running a program and he's delegating in the pros. Obviously there's excuse me in college, Michael, obviously there's delegation in the pros, but he's got to be more hands on.
4: Yeah. He's got to be able to walk in the staff room and say to Daryl Bevel, look, I don't really want to run this protection against this. Look, I I think we're really vulnerable here. I don't want to do this against that. And you got to be really confident with your X's and O's to do that. And when they start to come back to you, you can open the sentence up and say that. But when they start to come back to you with, well, we can't do that because – and then you don't have an answer for the because, (laughs) then you're in really trouble. Then basically they're running your team, you're not running your own team. Where you're going to have to have that. And I think that's the biggest challenge that Urban's going to have to face is intellectual capacity within the program. And I think that's hard for all these college coaches that come in the league, especially when you hire a little bit of a veteran staff. I don't get the Schottenheimer-Bevel partnership in terms of offensively. Like Schottenheimer wants to slow the game down. He wants to call it. He wants to run his Six hundred plays off his call sheet, and kind of use multiple formations and do all that and give it time. Urban has always been in a program where we want to we want to go tempo, go fast, play that way. Like it doesn't match. And then I then the question is, what are we doing with Trevor Lawrence? Like That's what offense question. is he going to best run?
0: So if you're looking at the Lawrence props and just thinking about betting Jacksonville this year in general, the Bevel offense kind of combined with Schottenheimer does that does that meet his strengths? Because that's what we're looking to do. We're trying to find out, you know, he's 4,025 on the passing yard prop Lawrence. They got handed this perfection as far as a prospect and, and, are they using and are they putting them in the right spot with this offensive philosophy? I
4: think it's called scouting inside out, Patrick. I think they've got to figure out what this kid does really well. Is it the no huddle? Is it the tempo? Is it shotgun? Is it under center? And then devise an offense around this. This idea that we're going to run Schottenheimer's offense or do or, or, or Bevel's offense. I mean, this is ridiculous. We're not. We're going to run the best offense for Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be the future of the franchise, right? We need to figure this out. It took Cleveland two years to figure out what Baker Mayfield's best offense was it really took 2 years and they got Kevin Stefanski that basically fits him in perfectly. Now they're in a dilemma because they're going to have to pay Baker Mayfield forty million dollars a year, even though they know he's probably about a twenty-eight million dollar a year quarterback. But where are they going? They're trapped. It's the same thing here with Lawrence. We better figure out what the hell this guy does really well. No quarterback in the league just does
0: everything well, including Tom Brady. Like
2: there's an it's offensive. hard. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like you said yesterday. It's hard, and that's why we were laughing about one twenty-five to one Trey Lansom liability oh, yeah. on. He's going to
4: pass Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I mean, it's no problem. He'll dominate. By
0: week he, six. Yeah, by week
4: six, he'll be so much better than than, than Aaron Rodgers that he'll be the MVP of the league.
0: Please. MVP on your boy Lawrence, 80-1 to one. quickly, and we'll come back and get into these games some more here on the Lombardi line. Um, did you see the number jump? So, Pittsburgh, Carolina, open to pick them. Carolina's all the way up to, f- about up to four. We can come back
4: and well, discuss this. Well, you this, know
3: why
0: this is. I mean, uh, Tomlin's come out, and
4: this, this is not Sharps in Des Moines betting this game on. The, the, okay, let's put that out there. It's not, all right? This is. Is the news that Mike Tomlin announced that Haskins is going. And he's not playing anybody. So this is why we're seeing it. Now, I don't think, I don't think,
0: I got you, Steph. I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that the Rule's playing anybody either. Hey, by the way, we could take all the shots we want at Applebaum. He's not paying attention. Yeah, of he's course he's not. doing his stinking podcast. He'll be on the show later. Wes Reynolds as well. We'll come back and get into these preseason games. Plus, Jameis Winston here at v the Sports Betting Network. Remind me to tell you the Will Hill story. Football season right around the corner. Bet MGM Sports Nevada. We love Bet MGM. That interface is sick. You got to check it out. BetMGM.com. Of course, the Strip. If you're on the Strip, stop by. Bring your state-issued ID. And you're going to be ready to bet within minutes. 1-800-522-4700 as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Beeson Studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi is in studio. And, yeah, so... Will Hill, your boy? Yeah, let me hear. Who texts more than a 13 year old TikTok star? Yeah. Uh, Will, he might be. He might be a thirteen-year-old TikTok <laughs> star. We don't know. Nobody knows what Will. He's always moving locations. So he wanted to bet me. So the Tigers in 03 won 42 games, which is the worst in the AL of all time. So he, the 19-game losing streak with the Orioles. So he's texting me incessantly. Shocker! And he wants to bet me on a win total for the Orioles. I was like, dude, they're not going to tie or beat that record in '03, which is horrible. They're at 38 wins already. After he started texting me, they've gone on a win streak. They're Two. They won two in a row, and they beat Shohei. Well, I saw that. 10-1. They beat him 10-1. They right? won last night again. Wow. They won last night again. So, Will Hill take that. As we say, three, two, one, here comes a text. Yeah. <laughs> the um, so you, I was just talking to you about what you and Millie are going to do later, but you mentioned it. The games start, so you you're going to have to get used to this. The games start at seven so o'clock good. your time. They start four
4: o'clock here. I know it's so good. It's, it's the it, best. It's the best. I mean, I miss that when we lived in California to be able to, to go over to your place, Tony P's, and watch Thank all you. the games. Yeah. You know, and sit there at the had used to we used to get the front row seats right there at the bar and watch the games. It was great. I would watch. The the, one the 10 o'clock to 1 games there, and then go home and
0: watch the 4 o'clock. But it was great. I love the, these early games. To me, that's the – because I'm an early riser, and I believe you are as well. The 10 o'clock kickoffs, NFL Sunday, are just so cute. Because by the time you get done with Sunday night football on the West Coast, you can go out to dinner. Exactly. And you can – you know, you're not tired to where you can watch all of Sunday night that's football. Right. You
4: know, usually on Sunday – I start N- to drag in the East yeah. Coast. Yeah, I mean, you start to get tired. Like, wait a minute, I've got – you know – And then you have to go back and watch it again. So it'll be it'll be an interesting like this
0: Lions game tonight. I mean, is there anything from Lions Philly Jets, uh, Pittsburgh, Carolina, Minnesota, Kansas City? If I just give you those four games, is there anything that jumps out that a better needs to look for?
4: Uh, You know, I think to me it's – if I'm going to bet these games, I think we'll just stay with the unders. I don't think you can predict this. I mean, Ellinger and Eason, I don't know what they're going to do. You know, I don't think there's a debate that Wentz is going to start on opening day, right? I think that's pretty clear. They've already announced that he's back practicing. He's limited. But i got to feel that with two more weeks if he's back. I mean, so how much is Eason and Ellinger going to really have to play in this game, and what are they going to tax them on in terms of how much advance – of the offense that they're going to be able to put them in. So, you know, and then I think where are the, the Eagles haven't looked like they've really wanted to play much in the preseason and where the jets want to go. I think the unders are the play I, to go. I
0: totally agree, Michael. And Stephanie's going to wrap them up in a four teamer tonight, but look at the numbers. You have it right there. They've all jumped up maybe slightly with Detroit, uh, but uh, the jets open 33. They're up to 34 Pittsburgh open 35. It's stayed at 35, 37 and a half for Minnesota. That's up to 38 and a half a couple of books, for some reason, they've all kind of crept up a little bit. And we'll come in and we'll pounce on the under there. Yeah, I think like the to me is if Hertz
4: isn't going to play, then, you know, how much is Flacco going to play against the Jets? Now, the Jets have had a bunch of injuries, but, you know, how much are they going to play Wilson knowing he's going to be the opening day starter? So now you're into, you know, Mike White, you're into the, their backups. And so, I, I mean, I think it has all the recipe of an under total. I really do. Truth serum. Do the Eagles believe in Hertz long term? I think it remains to be seen. It'll the Philadelphia media does. And there's no doubt. I mean, they think he's great. Well, they
0: th- they thought the Eagles were better than the Patriots. They by said two two, by two games.
4: By two games. Yeah, the, the media thinks he's tremendous. There's, you're not going to talk them out of that. It's D- going to take some time. I mean, what I said today, I'll mention Paulie. I think we've said this on the show before, Patrick. I mean, Wentz's quarterback rating was a 72 and change. Hertz was only seventy-seven. I mean, he ran around. That's what he did. He ran around. Remember, he got benched in the championship
0: game for Tua because Tua could throw the ball better. Put respect on his name. I believe. He yes, because he could throw the football, which is. And I think Hertz. It'd be interesting. You're you're around Philly fans. Are the Philly fans committed to Hertz? Yeah, I think, well,
4: you know, Philly fans, one, one third down, you don't convert and throw the ball in the dirt. You're liable to lose your – you know, that, that that could change in a hurry. But I think there's such a sense of optimism. I mean, look, Philly's got three number one picks going into this draft next year. So they're, they're in really good position to, if they want to trade up, to go get a Sam Howe or go get somebody. I mean, I think they are still – they're going to allow these 16, 17 weeks to prove to them whether they have a quarterback or
0: not. Okay, I buried the lead. We do have a starter, QB1 in New Orleans. His we'll name that. is Jameis. When we come back, a little projection from Michael Lombardi on the Saints with Jameis officially under center. That's coming up right here on a Friday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's Feast In, the Sports Betting Network. For the contest, it's a perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy. And I'm, it's like sitting with a celebrity, you got people peeking in over here. The VSEN yeah. Pro Football Guide is the best way to start. Our VSEN experts have. One major football contest around Las Vegas, and our guides can help give you insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools, which you were just talking to JBT Michael about that to give you a winning edge. Download the Veasan NFL guide today for $19.99. It's insane that we do it for nineteen ninety nine. It is. We could have got a couple more cocktails in AD last night and yeah. asked them like, could we get? We, we can go forty bucks on this thing, but we're giving it's, it away for nineteen ninety nine. Veasan slash subscribe. It. Think about this. It's 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 basically less than a dollar a week when you add in everything in. And think they, about. It. And then we we got Groupon's we're handing out because if you go to veasan dot com slash subscribe you can get the NFL guide and the college betting guide for like it's a, a discount.
4: Yeah, so. no doubt. And look, I I think this survivor pool. I was talking to Derek Stevens yesterday at the at at the at the Circa, and you know the the million the. the the contest is booming They're, oh it's huge they've got a bunch of app they've got a bunch of uh, people already lined up for that but the the survivor one hasn't quite as i mean they still have a lot of entries
0: a lot made. of late entries on that one they'll the, the, they'll they'll exceed i think you can go to circusports.com to sign up they'll exceed what yeah they did last i mean year. i would urge you to do it. i mean
4: because I, I i think that's everybody feels like that is the easier path to make money even though you really have to be analytical, I know Amal is able to do it out in advance. You know, I understand that his mind can operate that way. You know, but Mister Amal, put Mr. some Amal. respect on put some respect on him, on him. Him and Jason Garrett, Coach Garrett. Excuse oh me, goodness. I'm sorry. But
0: doing? anyway, so I, I think that that's, if you want to try to do that, now's the time to get involved. So are you? And then we get to Jameis. Are you? entering Berman and, and we haven't heard from him. So I think he's doing that thing where he's, he feels hurt that yeah, he's not he's, around. Uh, he's, uh, he know. feels FOMO. Well, you know, it's his birthday weekend and nobody's there to stop. It's always his birthday weekend. <laughs> and, and so, he and Dominic are always celebrating uh, it, their own it, birthdays. He's very, uh,
4: is nobody around. Nobody wishing them happy birthday. No lasagna being happy made birthday, for Bill. him, you know? So it's, 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 are trouble. you guys getting involved in the contest? Together? I am not personally, but there'll be, I have a few friends from back there that are going to get, that I'm out here to do on a mission to yeah. a, a mission of mercy. Uh, as uh, they said in, in Glenn Glare and Ross. And so Did they I'm ask gonna, for
0: the money up front. Are you going to be charging I, points? No, no. I,
4: I'll cover. I'm sure they'll demo me. They're pretty reliable when it
0: comes to that. Interest is charged. Jameis is in QB one with the Saints. I, I don't think that was a major surprise. Peyton loves Hill, uh, but but the betting market pointed toward Jameis Winston. Obviously, I don't think this was a huge surprise. Played well in the last preseason. You know game. what I think is the huge surprise, Patrick, is
4: how much they have invested in in what in in Taysom. I mean this they is a really team. Do. This is a team with really severe cap troubles. And you know, and Taysom Hill's cap number this year is 7.5, 7.2, which isn't a lot. But the liability moving forward is significant. You know, so now I, I wonder Can they get Taysom to play the role that he played last year? Can they get him into that role? Because I think if you could combine the two, take some of the pressure off of of Jameis's ability to constantly think, he's got to make plays. Look, I think Sean's one of the best offensive coaches in all of football. I have no doubt that he will cut down on Jameis's turnovers. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't. They're not going to force the ball down the field like Bruce Arians wants to do in his offense. You know, and we know that in Bruce Arians' offense, the quarterback his first year always has more interceptions. It's just over. If you just study Bruce Arians, it, it, the quarterback, it's always a reflection there. So. I The Jameis' poor season with Bruce didn't surprise anybody. However, I do think he'll cut down on his mistakes. And Sean does such a good job of getting them in the right play at the right time that I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see if he can rejuvenate his career to where he can stop the five or six bad plays that really ruin himself as a, as a player.
0: So question about that. Cause the phil philosophy with uh, in Tampa and his philosophy has always been throw the ball deep, right? Throw it down the field, you know? And so he doesn't oftentimes he looks at it as a punt, doesn't care much about it. He'll take shots and the the interceptions, but I'm guessing Peyton has to, certain coaches are really, you know, Parcells was really bothered by turnovers, uh, but certain coaches are, have a different philosophy. What will the philosophy with Peyton and Winston be? I think it'll be more of let's get, let's
4: let our really good players carry the team. Don't do all the work. Let's let Camaro carry us. You know, I mean with breeze, look last year with breeze and we've said this yeah. before breeze struggled. He was not very good and you know, they couldn't make plays down the field. So we, were, we had this conversation when I was in Arizona. We were talking about quarterbacking. When you watch a quarterback, it's a little bit like watching an NBA three-point shooter, right? So why would I go out to the three-point line if a guy can't make a shot? Why would I go guard him? Like, he's, right. if he's shooting 25 shoot, percent, f- let him shoot. Well, it's the same thing with quarterbacks, right? If they're not going to throw the ball on the outside part of the field, why am I defending it? Like, why am I going to really – take my defense and really concern myself. You play the Chiefs, you're worried about getting the ball thrown over your head. You played Drew Brees last year, you were not worried about the ball getting thrown over your head. You were worried about double moves, you are worried about quick throws, but you're not worried about that. And I think what, what Sean did such a great job was, even though he couldn't make you defend the width or the length of the field with Brees, he still created a problem. He had to call the perfect game all the time. I think now with Winston, he can try to – stretch the court a little bit. Okay. And open it up and and a little bit like we talk about in basketball, create better spacing within his offense.
0: Okay, and you mentioned Winston's biggest hurdle you know, from fifteen to nineteen, he had a league high 111 turnovers. I mean that what's what's fascinating in Arian's offense the one year, he did lead the league in passing. He threw for over fifty one hundred yards. Right. You, you know how many people in the history of the league have thrown for five thousand yards? I mean, that is through thirty touchdowns, but the thirty interceptions, that's the difference between a seven win team and a nine win team. No doubt. And 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 I think what Sean will do is
4: he's not gonna throw thirty. He won't be the quarterback if he's if he no. throws fifteen. You know, he's gonna come out of there. So, but you know, when you look at Taysom Hill. I'm I mean, Hill threw 121 passes last year, you know, and he averaged 7.7 yards per attempt. So, you know, he was able to get the ball down the field, plus he ran the football effectively for them. So, I think to me, what role is Taysom going to play in this offense? You know, he had 87 carries also last year, averaged 5.3 yards a carry. So, like, what role is he going to play? Will he play? buy in? Will he buy
0: in? That's the question. Because I'm I, starting to think
4: there might be, because some of his quotes have been contentious. He wants to be the starting quarterback. I mean, I think, and he was signed that contract to be the starting quarterback.
0: He absolutely did. But the, hey, if Winston starts throwing three picks a game, the he, Taysom Hill is going to run the wing T. Right. No, <laughs> it, 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 trust.
4: There will not be multiple three-pick games for for for, Lamar, for J- Jameis Winston. It'll be one, and then that guy, Sean Payton, will make the changes.
0: I want to throw you the number before we get to – so right now the Saints are sitting on nine at a book. I'm looking at pretty much juice 110 up and down nine. Snap decision right now for a better. Are you going over or under?
4: I am I think it's a perfect number. I would lean towards the under. I have Faith in Sean, though. That's the only thing I think I would stay away because I think Peyton's a really good coach.
0: They feel like a nine win team to you. But they have no secondary, Patrick. Zippy secondary. When we come back, we've got, oh, well, speaking of Zippy, week zero. College football's coming up. I don't West understand Rittles. this week zero, crap. <laughs> Can, we, can like, we figure out I mean, numbers? I, I can get mad better <laughs> come, than that. We come back with Wes Reynolds here at Lombardi Line. Summer's heating up, so is the sports betting at BetMGM. You can sign up now using the bonus code VSIN1000, risk-free bet, Your first bet up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns. Major League Baseball, Michael's favorite Major League Soccer, and more sports from around the globe when you register with BetMGM. You also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features for staff, live betting options for your boy, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. The king of sportsbooks. It's VEASAN 1000 for the code. Risk-free up to $1,000. BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app. Uh, 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an issue. We were just talking about the Mac. You got weeks zero starting tomorrow michael why Lombardi.
4: is it week zero you tell me bro like i don't understand i
0: know vinnie's upset about it vinnie like, Vinny, Vinny hasn't slept in years since they, <laughs> since they, since they <laughs> called it week zero we could ask you know what a polymath it was uh, a word you've used uh west reynolds is a man he's a raconteur although he uses a french word to describe himself and we'll ask what it is west reynolds of course visa and host joins us now what's the word that you use to describe yourself Bon Vivant. Patrick. Bon voivant. Do you know this, Michael? No, I got. In fact, I got to turn him on. But there, we got the headset in. Uh, Wes, bon Vivant, uh, How are you, my friend?
2: I'm well, guys. How are you?
0: We're doing great. The, the big guys in studio. We, we we were hoping maybe you were going to stop by and hang out with us and kick it.
2: Well, I may be coming in because I got to do a little filming for a uh, outside project, so I may see you guys here shortly. Oh, we just timed us, oh wow, he just big
0: time us, didn't he? We'd be honored to shake your <laughs> hand, Wes, when you get in. <laughs> so, Wes, the question that everybody has, and, and Week Zero has provided wonderful matchups over the past few years. Why Week Zero? Are you okay with it? Are you comfortable with calling it Week Zero?
2: Yeah, I've never really bought into the week zero. I don't know why it's called that. It's just kind of like week one, part one, basically. And then part two, of course, is the meat of the schedule. So, yeah, they're doing these games earlier and earlier. It's like like people can't get enough. I always believed that less was more. But clearly, I don't think the sports calendar shares that view.
4: Well, let me ask you this question. It feels like I have been talking about Adrian Martinez for Nebraska for 25 years. Is he on this John Belucci program from Animal House? I mean, is he seven years of college down the drain? I mean, like, how long is this guy going to keep – and he's only a junior. Like, how long is he going to keep playing? And how long are they going to tolerate bad playing from him?
2: Yeah, he's been there in Lincoln Michael since Irving Fryer and my group. <laughs> and I was I was just looking at that. I was like, and I was like, wow, he's only a junior. I was going up and down the roster, but he's actually only been there since twenty eighteen. But feel like he's been there for about a quarter century, and now he's back to being the guy as the quarterback because remember last year there was kind of you know musical chairs in Lincoln at quarterback with him and Luke McCaffrey, who then went and transferred to Louisville and then left after a couple days. He is now at Rice, so Martinez is going to be the guy that's going to run the offense here for Nebraska, and it's kind of one of those weird deals where it's like Matt Lubick is the offensive coordinator, and if you know that name, he is the son of Sonny Lubick, who is a coach at Colorado State, but it's like Matt Lubick has some of the play calling responsibilities, but not all of the play calling responsibilities because it's been a little bit of weird dynamic, and obviously Scott Frost, seems getting warm there at Nebraska because of not winning enough, like you said, and also with these extra workout and NCAA violations and whatnot, very similar to what Arizona State has, so when the NCAA rules on that, your guess is as good as mine, so that's probably not going to be till next year, so I don't see any punishment coming necessarily for Scott Frost, but there's a lot of pressure on him because you got a new AD, another former Nebraska player, Albert, just took over as AD there in Lincoln, so look, he's part of that Tom Osborne era, and Nebraska football, I think, wants to get to at least some modicum of success from that era, but having Illinois here this is this is really a tough game for me on the side because I've seen a lot more opinion on the Illinois side but I kind of want to buy low here a little bit with Nebraska I like to buy on bad news sometimes when it comes to the sports betting market and you've got a lot of bad news with Nebraska it just doesn't seem to be a lot of positivity out of that program so I had nothing on the side but I do like the under here at 55 and mm-hmm. you're seeing as well, because with him, Brett Bulima, a new head coach there in Champagne, and if you followed his career, he's a run-first guy. They bring in Tony Peterson, the OC from Appalachian State, and he's a run-first guy. If you look at what Bolima did at Arkansas, what Peterson did at Appalachian State, these guys were in about the bottom quarter of the country in terms of tempo, in terms of a pace or running plays from scrimmage and whatnot. So you can tell that this team wants to run the ball a little bit. Also, a new defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters, comes in from Missouri. They're going to stick with that 4-3 that they ran previously. A lot of experience back for Illinois. This is a really weird team because you've got a new coach that wants to obviously play his guys. Coaches are always going to be loyal to their recruits. But Illinois, I believe I look, they have like 22 of these super seniors because everybody gets that extra year of eligibility. So that's the most in all of FBS. So this is a team that's got some experience. I think both defenses are going to be better. So under for me. Uh,
0: and let me follow. And I totally agree with you, Wes. I, I love the under the strength of Illinois this under. year is the offensive line. I love the Bielema is going to want to create and, and, you know, and you know him well, he's going that he's going to want to establish what the identity of Illinois football is going to be moving forward and better or worse. It's going to be running the football, Michael. No doubt.
4: I mean, the last four games that Nebraska's played with Scott Frost and Adrian Martinez, as he goes into retirement at 77 years old. I mean, they're it's four and and on the road, they're sick in the last six road trips, Nebraska's six and zero to the under four and oh, to the under in the last four, Six 0 on the road trip. So this is a team that I and I think Bolima is gonna to want to definitely slow the game down. Yep. And I think West makes a great point. The senior leadership, all that. You're playing on the road. I, I would be surprised if this thing came in over. I think it's I think the numbers is particularly for the books, as without preseason looks, it's really almost a guess. And I think it's gonna be a little bit I would lean towards the under early in the season because this is kind of how they
0: got to play the game to get it before their offense gets going. Nebraska is going to want to run it. Illinois is going to want to run it. Yep. I love it, Wes. You got fifty-five. That's a good number. I'm seeing a couple fifty-four and a halves, but I do see a couple fifty-fives there still on the board. A fun one. That one is ten o'clock our time. We'll be up early, and also the Lombardi Line on Saturday. We'll get you ready for those games. Uh, a fun one. Hawaii UCLA. Do you got anything on this one, Wes? It was maybe leaning a little
2: bit to the under here. I haven't done anything with the side. I think it's about right. I know that Hawaii could be tempting because simply we know that we have UCLA with the big matchup with LSU coming to the Rose Bowl next week. So there's always that, or how much do they want to show and whatnot? Well, I think you're going to show what you show, and you're going to want to win that first game because Chip Kelly, look, he's 10-21 at UCLA uh, in, in his three years. But they were a little bit better, I thought in three and four last season in that COVID-shortened season out there in the Pac-12. They lost those four games by a combined 15 points. So there's a reason why there's at least a little bit of optimism this year in Westwood. They bring back DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who played right here in Las Vegas at Bishop Gorman High School. So they bring a veteran quarterback back. So I think UCLA is going to be a better team. And I thought Hawaii was actually pretty solid in Todd Graham's first year. 18 starters back. The quarterback Cordero is back. And they let him run the ball a little bit. It's not the Hawaii run and shoot that June Jones and Nick Rolovich, who's now at Washington State. It's not the same offense. It's a little bit more of a true spread that I think Todd Graham is running there. But seeing this total and you're starting to see it come to the under, still some 68 and a halves out there, but some 67 and 67 and a half as well. Hawaii wasn't really that high-scoring team that we're typically used to. I think their games average like 54 points a game in terms of a total. We know that they're going to try to run a little bit more tempo, and that's the name of the game in the college game, basically, is run as many plays as you can and as fast as you can, because that's what you're seeing these teams do. But I think that's been into the cake a little bit with UCLA and Hawaii. So I'm going to probably be looking, and I haven't bet this yet in full disclosure, but I'm probably going to be looking to look to the under in this one.
0: Shocking when they hired Todd Graham. Yeah, I, that, really, that made it, no it, sense to me. And again, really I'm, I'm glad the, box. the West pointed it out. You think of Hawaii, you know, on a late night, just absolutely winging it. They didn't do it last year. They didn't score like you expect in Todd Graham's first I mean, year. La- last
4: time these two teams played, I think it was like 56-23. I mean, Dorian Thompson Robinson, he's Got it four years. I mean, they averaged UCLA averaged 35 points a game last year. Yep. So they, you know, we know they're going to move the football, and they got the UCLA has 20 starters back from last year's team. If, if really, if they don't win this game convincingly against the Hawaii team, to me, something's wrong. Travel Hawaii's got to come over here. The over, I think, is set at a, at a fairly high number. Is if UCLA gets their 35 you know or they say they get 45 i mean how bad are they on defense and with 20 starters returning on defense for UCLA but you know UCLA seasons about Dorian Thompson Robinson yeah, i mean that's that's the key they took him over Zach Wilson think about this Zach Wilson came out the same time as Robinson mm-hmm. and they took him over Robinson they took Robinson over him And Zach's obviously going to start his NFL career this season. So now is the time for for UCLA. Chip's on the hot seat. I mean, look, I, I know he's got a huge contract, but, I mean, they did not build.
0: Have you seen the Wasserman Center there? It's incredible. It's be- that that campus is just gorgeous. By the way, Chip digging through the blogs, and I know you know this as well, Wes. Uh, Chip Kelly is very bullish on this year's iteration of his UCLA team. They, he is, like you mentioned, a lot of returning starters, specifically on defense. He's into this team, Wes. If you happen to come by, we'd love to see we'd you as you film AM, your Wes. special yes. project. Thank you, buddy. We'll Appreciate you. It. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wes. <laughs> yeah, he had, to say he had phone connection issues, but we, uh, Chip. It chips into this team. Yeah. I've, been, I've He been, should
4: be. I mean, you got, you got 20 starters You got to do back. something, man. You averaged 35 points last year, right? You know, he. he it, this is your time. If it, These are all your recruits, right? I mean, other than Tom Thompson, I think Tom Robinson was there.
0: Thompson Robinson was there when he got there. But these are all his kids. I have a tease for you that is going to blow your mind, Michael Lombardi, as we come back for the next hour. Is rap music hindering Cam Newton? Did, do you know the story? No. When we come back, this is one of the wildest stories I've read in a while. And right now it's pop. Don't look at Twitter. I'm not going to look at Twitter. It appears rap music is hindering Cam Newton. Not COVID, not Matt Jones, rap music. Michael Lombardi will answer that probing question next here on the Lombardi Line.
2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: There's plenty to celebrate in March and National ex- uh, Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.